What you missed on weekend mornings with Jason Dacey. Only on Money FM 89.3. It's our career segment on Money FM 89.3 with me, Jason Dacey. Welcome back to Adrian Chu, the career strategist, founder at Career Agility International. Adrian, we're a couple of old guys and we're going to talk about millennials today. And, and the reason we're talking about that was something we both saw on LinkedIn. And it really caught our eye, didn't it? Yeah, it was funny, right? The way the interviewer, a millennial interview, was being interviewed. Yeah, a millennial was being interviewed and getting a really hard time. This was Olivia Bland. She's a marketing professional from Manchester, England. And, you know, 22-year-old trying to get one of her first jobs. And they savaged her in yeah. the interview. That's what she said. She said, after a brutal two-hour interview in which the CEO tore both me and my writing to shreds and called me an underachiever, I was offered the job. And she turned it down. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her, right? I mean, what kind, of, what kind of a boss do you want to work for, right? Yeah, no one should be put through that. doesn't matter how young you are, how green you are. Why should you be put through an ordeal? You should be treated with respect if you're 22 years old, if you're 42 years old, if you're 62 years old, if you're 82 years old. You're right. In fact, what I always say is if you ever you're in an interview or a situation where you feel disrespected and if, you're being, and if the interviewer is being rude to you, just thank him for his time, get up and just walk off. And you've done that recently and, and we talked about it in another <laughs> segment. And, I, and I've, I've been there too uh, where people have shown a lack of respect and uh, I didn't listen to the warning signs and uh, it turned out to be not a good job. So let's give uh, five tips for millennials entering the workforce with Adrian Chu, the uh, founder at Career Agility International. Point number one, be patient. Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither yeah, was Singapore. Neither was Singapore, <laughs> right? But, but uh, one thing I've noticed, I mean, I've, uh, I've coached millennials as well. And one thing I've noticed is that they're very eager. They're very enthusiastic. They want to go, go, go. And a lot of times they want to have it right now. So I want it all and I want it now. So they, are not, they, they should exercise a bit of patience because uh, it, it's a long... It, it, for instance, you want a promotion, you want to get that big project and everything. You have to, you have to uh, go through... Uh, you have to learn to walk before you learn to run. Mm. And you have to be patient. Mm. And I can understand why uh, they are not very patient sometimes because a lot of times they were brought up in an era of instant gratification. Yes. So I always joke with them. I say, look, uh, we... like Folks like yourself and I, we belong to a generation where we had to wait one week for the next episode of uh, to come on TV. True. Yeah, yeah, but now it's just binge watching <laughs> one whole season <laughs> in one afternoon, right? Yeah, look, a good example of that, I've got a young friend who is working in a media company. He is uh, born in 1994, so he's turning 25 this year, so he's definitely in the millennial bracket. Uh, he's 24 at the moment. And, you know, he's working in communications and TV and broadcast and all that. And he's got a really good voice. You know, he's going to go far with his voice, I think, in the future. But he's very impatient. And he's been in a company uh, trying to get ahead. And I don't want to give him voiceover opportunities. And he's doing production jobs. And he's learning lots about editing and, you know, doing shoots and writing scripts and all that. And he's going, oh, I'm feeling like I'm going nowhere. And you know, I'm not getting anywhere. And I'm not progressing He's only been in the job for five months. <laughs> but isn't that typical? Uh, look, I, I think I understand. I was in, in a hurry too. And going back to my background, I was wanting to get out there and write stories and get my name in print as in the old days when something called newspapers were popular. <laughs> um, and of course, the Straits Times remains strong in Singapore, but around the world, there's been a lot of uh, newspapers falling off the, off, the, off the map. So I was in a great hurry too. So it's not just a generational thing. I think it's something that applies to all young people, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. So we just have to learn to be a bit more patient. And it does take time, you know. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like for, for me, I always say, you know, it's, it takes uh, one, one lady nine months to give birth. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't mean that nine ladies will take one month to give birth. <laughs> so sometimes you have to follow the natural order of things Yes, for, for things wonderful things to happen. That's very true. Okay, point number two with Adrian Chu, founder at Career Agility International. Five tips for millennials entering the workforce. Have a plan. Don't just float through life. Develop your career strategy early. Yeah. So my point of view, which is one which I've, I've garnered through the ages and through various interviews with business leaders, one common consensus which comes through is in a person's career story and career journey, when you're in your 20s, it's a point in time when you the strategy you adopt generally is to learn and experiment and maybe even fail. Mm. So you learn what you like, what you don't like and everything. So in your 20s, experiment, try things out. If it fails, it doesn't matter, you're learning. But in your 30s, you have to have a career strategy, one which is sinking your roots really deep into an industry or role and to be the domain expert. So when you're in your 30s, you have to figure out which industry and which role you want to be in already. So once you've figured out and mastered that in your 30s, in your 40s, you will be unassailable because you're the domain expert, you're the top, you're the, you're the, you're the top person in the industry that people want to look for you. And in the 40s, when you have achieved that, uh, you, can name, you basically name your price. Mm. So that's the point in time when it's wealth creation. And after that, in your 50s, well, very much, it's, it's a lot of it is, is giving back to society mm-hmm. and just doing the stuff that you love. So have a plan uh, along these 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s and try to stick with it. I think that's great advice. You know, I don't think I was that strategic when I got into media and journalism. I think I just love doing it and I love to write. And, but I was lucky. I got lucky in my 30s when I sort of fell into presenting. And I always wanted to be a presenter and I didn't think I could do it. And I got a lucky break at BBC when people were away going on Christmas holidays and they needed someone desperately to fill in. They threw me in and luckily I didn't fall over and embarrass myself. And the boss saw me and said, this guy's not bad. I want to give him the permanent gig. So that was that was not so much strategic, but just luck. Uh, but uh, looking back, Adrian, I wish I was a bit more strategic about things because we don't often realize what we can achieve um, when we have uh, big goals and, and how if we plan things. Yeah, well. I mean, in your case, you're really unique because you knew very young, from a very young age, what you wanted. Mm. And this was a passion calling for you. Yes. And you've had spent the past 40 years into, in, along this journey, along this trajectory. So uh, it, it's, it's very clear for you. And so you had a great ride. Uh, a lot of people out there, sometimes, uh, even in their 40s, they're still wondering, what do I want to do? Mm. Yeah. So, so uh, they, they need to figure that out as well. Yeah. I think it's very, very true. And I was lucky that I you know, had the passion for writing and media and content from a young age. But I know that a lot of people didn't have that. And I, I got my, some of my brothers, sort of, I think one started in architecture and then moved to communications with his studies, you know, in Australia. And now as a journalist, he's a better journalist than I am, <laughs> if you want my opinion. He's, he's about seven or eight years younger than me. Uh, but he, he changed, you know. He started off in a different, different uh, area and then made that change. Luckily, he did it fairly young, I think in his 20s. All right. Point number three, five tips for millennials entering the workforce with Adrian Chu, the career strategist. Watch and learn. Lots of learnings are free. Yeah. So when you're in your job, look around and see who the top performers are. What are, they, what are they doing right? How are they doing it right? And what can you learn from them? And a lot of times, you don't even need to go up to them and say, hey, uh, can you be my mentor? Just observe, learn, and figure out what they're doing right. Just, just copy and uh, figure it out. So even things like, uh, like, for instance, if your boss is handling the, the senior uh, clients really well, or if the boss is managing a huge team and everything, how, how he's influencing people, just watch and you learn. Mm. And it's free. 
Yeah, that's true. The best things in life are free, yeah, as right. the song goes. I think for me, when I was at Sky News in the UK in about 1989, 1990, I learned a lot from another presenter who was a sports presenter called Paul Dempsey, who was actually an Irishman. And he had that kind of Irish uh, wit about him, that twinkle in his eyes. And he was two years older than me only. But uh, I really learned a lot from the way that he presented and the way that he flowed the information. And it was so you know, relaxing and light and lively. So I kind of used him as a bit of a role model. Of course, you take some of the things on board. I didn't start speaking with an Irish accent. (laughs) (laughs) But he was really good. Uh, So I think look at the people around you. Look at the lights. Who are the people shining lights that you want to be like? Yeah, that's right. And sometimes just being among the winners, uh, you will pick stuff up uh, by osmosis. Mm. You're sitting there, you'll just absorb stuff. And also one more thing about learning from... The winners, you can also learn from the not so winning people as well. You know, if, yes. if, there, if there are guys around you who are not performing, they're doing badly, or, or you know, just what are, they, what are they doing wrong? Learn from it and don't do it. Mm. For instance, uh, when I was younger, I used to uh, have this colleague of mine who didn't really have very good executive presence. He giggled, he laughed, uh, he cracked jokes, even at serious meetings. I thought that was you. <laughs> you did that too, right? I do that, but only after a bit of alcohol. But, <laughs> but even more so than you did, right? Yeah, I know. But it's funny because, uh, and, and I was advised by a, a mentor not to sit next to him. Ah. Because, uh, you're right, I do do that a bit. Mm. But at least during serious meetings, I'm quiet. But he went completely Yeah, he goes, he cracks jokes and everything. So I was advised by a mentor, don't sit next to that guy. Mm. Because you're going to be tainted by, by that. So, so, uh, yeah. so observe what people are doing wrong. Don't do it. Just follow through. Yes, that's very, very uh, true. You know, make sure you surround yourself with positive people that can uplift you and make you feel good about yourself rather than put you down. And of course, in media, you know, it's it's a cutthroat world. world. I think I didn't realize how cutthroat it was until I had a few rough experiences and people are just out to, you know, cut you down and to size and they don't want you to succeed. And of course, a lot of people who are behind the scenes in media don't want people in front of the camera to succeed because that's what they secretly want to do. So you're having to fight that as well. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. But like what you said, uh, it, it's uh, nice guys don't always finish last, right? Mm. Remember, we, we spoke about it once. Yes, it's, yeah. and it's very true. But yeah, I mean, be be respectful of everyone, and but don't open yourself up too much to people that may not have your best interests at heart. Okay, five tips for millennials entering the workforce with Adrian Chu, founder at Career Agility International. Point number four, respect your elders. You'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I remember when I first joined the workforce, my first job was in Shell, Eastern Petroleum. So I was in oil and gas. And uh, I had lots of brimming, I was brimming full of great ideas and everything. And my bosses would tell me, uh, no, that's not going to work. And I was going there, no, it's going to work because, <laughs> you know, it's fantastic. All my textbook knowledge was coming out and everything. And, and he just said, no. And I learned over time to respect the wisdom of age. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, or you may have a better idea, you may think it'll work, but sometimes it may or may not. But you have to understand that uh, the, the, there's a certain arrogance of youth that we have when we were young. There is, there is. And I found that myself where you think that you know better than someone else. And, and you're, then in the, it's reversed as well. And someone's telling you about something that you know a lot about, you know, that you're an expert on. And they're yes. pretending that yes. <laughs> they, and they think that they know more than you. And you, like, let's say you could have a PhD in this area and they're like in doing the secondary school education on it. That's funny, <laughs> isn't it? Because you see how insistent they are about yes. certain points. And then you go, well, look, I know because I've done this for the last 20 years that that's not the case. 
Yep, that's right. So you have to be a bit discerning. But even then, uh, do respect your elders because you don't want to counter your boss as well mm. and say, you're wrong. Come on, you're wrong. <laughs> so unless it's really, really wrong. So uh, you have to respect the elders and, and uh, go... go uh, it's, it, there's a certain chain of command yes. that you need to understand as well. So as a millennial coming into the workforce, you have to understand the mechanics, the politics and the dynamics behind all the relationships as well. So respect your elders. You're going to get there one day. In fact, uh, it's, this, this isn't new because uh, in my time, when I was first, my first job in Shell, they didn't call us millennials. They called us young punks. So. <laughs> oh, you know, when you said chain of command, I thought of that movie with Jack Nicholson, um, a, f- a Few Good Men. Oh, yeah. Remember said, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's the chain of command. Remember that was in the, oh, in the yes. US uh, military. It was a great film with, with Tom Cruise uh, as well, I love right? that one, yeah. You yeah. can't handle the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so the chain of command is very important. Okay, point number four. Five, think career longevity, not career advancement. And there's a subtle difference, isn't there, Adrian? Yeah, there is. So a lot of times you want to climb up very quickly up the ladder. But uh, you, even if you do get up the hierarchy, you, know, you may not have the, the depth of expertise or skill that you should have. Uh, for instance, uh, a lot of times when I did, I used to do headhunting, as you know, C-suite headhunting, and I would talk to clients in China, candidates in China, and I'll be talking to 32-year-old CEOs, mm-hmm. 33-year-old mm-hmm. marketing directors, and they have their huge salaries and everything. But in terms of expertise and skills, no, it's just titled inflation. Uh-huh. So uh, watch what your career advancement is because if you hit a certain level of advancement, say at 35 years old and you're the MD for APEC, uh, it's, it's, uh, you're the most expensive item. <laughs> <laughs> On, on the balance oh, sheet, right? Oh, very good point, yes. Yeah, so uh, if there's a cost-cutting measure as every organization goes through, whenever there's a new CEO coming on board, they say, how, do, how can we cut costs? Hey, we don't need this $500,000, 35-year-old. Mm. Let's ask him. So uh, therefore, the, the uh, uh, advancement bit comes, uh, it's not as important as longevity. So you have to make sure that uh, you have, uh, you remain employable for longest time as well. That's true. If you're on the fast track too much and someone, maybe you have a, someone in the company that's your mentor and is really pushing you along and then that person leaves and you're a 35-year-old CEO or, or you know, CFO on a massive money, you're very vulnerable. Yeah, that's right. The other thing as well about uh, longevity versus advancement is that it's a, your career is a, is, is a marathon, not a race, not a sprint. So you don't want to burn out too early because I've seen burnt out 36-year-olds. Not a pretty sight. <laughs> really not a pretty sight. It isn't a pretty sight. So five tips for millennials entering the workforce from Adrian Chu, founder at Career Agility International. One, be patient. Rome wasn't built in a day. Two, have a plan. Don't just float through life. Develop your career strategy early. Point number three, watch and learn. Lots of learnings are free. Number four, respect your elders. You'll get there one day. Remember the chain of command from a few good men. And number five, think career longevity, not career advancement. Adrian, sit tight. We're going to get through my five tips for millennials entering the workforce. We're also going to discuss the interview technique and interview process because that was something that sparked this discussion. So do stand by. That's coming up next.